So we're making a start just now. So welcome to everybody. It's lovely to see you all. Great that you're there. So 19th time together, because I know you're keeping count, so am I. Ian and Grace got married yesterday. We know it because we've seen some photos, but maybe you've seen some photos. If not, on Tuesday, there'll be a photo in our email as well. So we know they got married. Uh, <laughs> of course, are in Korea now. They've got there safely, so that's all good to know as well. Here's a bit of news. Uh, our house group, that's on a Monday, isn't going to meet now until the 7th of September. All right, so it's just like people are all away a bit or just doing other things. So instead of meeting tomorrow, which we were down to really, we're going to meet next on the 7th of September, and then we're going to meet in the building. So that's brilliant. Oh, Talking about the building, uh, our Wednesday prayer meeting is next going to be on the 5th of August. That's going to be in the building as well. So if you want to sort of come along to that, that'll be the 5th of August, Wednesday at 8 o'clock. That'll be when we're meeting next in the building. Uh, regular midweek services were meant to start quite soon. I've not got round to it because I've been busy doing ministry and training stuff this week and preparing a lot more than I normally do for the uh, service this morning. And you'll see what I've been doing in a few minutes. So I'm afraid I haven't got round to getting it started for this coming week, but I'm uh, hopefully going to get round to it very, very soon. So we'll be meeting together in the building if you want to come. Uh, I'll be sending invitations out so you'll know when they are uh, and that'll be so we don't uh, get more than the maximum number of people in our main hall. As always, in about an hour, we're going to meet together in our breakout room so we can have a chat, a pray. So if you want to stay and join us with that, that'll be exceedingly brilliant. We're going to pray and then we're going to start worshipping the Lord together. So, Lord, we do thank John. you. Someone said my name. John, sorry, it's Jill. Uh, what date did you say for the Monday meetings, the next Monday meetings in September? The next Monday meeting is the 7th of September. But all of these things are going to go out in the onward and everything, so you'll be fine. All right. Yeah, that's fine. It's, Sorry to interrupt. It's all right. It's, it's, all right. it's, it's, it's breaking not, up again, as usual. Jill, Jill it's definitely <laughs> not tomorrow. All right, that's the main no. thing. All right. No. Oh, shall we pray? Thank then? you. That'd be thank great. You. Lord, we do thank you that you're with us, you love us, and you want to know us, and we want to follow you. So, Lord, we give you our hearts and we say thank you, Lord, for blessing us. Amen. Amen. You're welcome to stand or to sit, however you want to do. But let's worship to God together with the people of the risen King.
men and women of the grave. Come close with full or empty hand, find the riches of his grace. Over all the world his people sing, sure to show we hear them call. The truth that cries through every age, our God is all in all. Rejoice, rejoice, let every tongue rejoice. One heart, one voice, O Church of Christ, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. today we can rejoice in God. What we're going to do now is look outside our windows. To me it sounds a bit like play school when I was watching it in the sort of 1970s about through the square window and a round window. So what I want you to do is just to look outside a window that's that's close to you now and just pray for whoever you see or if you see no one because you live in a quiet street which we do at the moment then just think I know who lives next door to me and pray for your neighbours or pray for someone over the road. So I'm just going to stand up and look out the window, see if there's anyone there. And you're very welcome to do that. I'm just going to do it for maybe a minute, minute and a half. Look out the window and pray for whoever you see, that the Lord bless them and help them and let them see him. So let's worship God together again. We're going to worship God together by singing three songs, one after the other, but we're all on a video again.
month or so I've been um, thinking about what I'm going to do as my next step for um, uh, my next uh, big step and so my time here at, uh, at, in England and in YWAM uh, has come is coming to an end very soon and so um, I plan to be leaving the country in uh, early August so around the, the 5th of August maybe the 3rd of August something like that um, it really depends on flights things are really up in the air right now for travel internationally but um, regardless, anyway, that's my intention is to be leaving the lodge uh, very soon. And so I wanted to give you guys an update on um, my time here, just a refresher on what I've been doing here and, um, and also what my next steps are. So I came to the lodge um, two years ago or nearly two years ago to staff um, the DTS, the Discipleship Training School um, with YWAM and um, as well uh, to well, my main focus for coming back was to grow in in my leadership ability, uh, in my character, in my uh, faith with God, and also in my social skills and um, things like that. And so, um, the DTS that I did our staff was last year in January, and uh, what we did we had seven students and there were th uh, five staff. And then on the outreach that we had um, five students or six students, six students. And there were three staff on the outreach and I was one of the three staff and we went to South Africa and Liverpool. So Liverpool was first and then South Africa. And we had an, uh, an amazing time. Um, I'm sure I, sh I shared with, uh, with the church uh, at the time of coming back from that um, outreach, but I'll just refresh you. Um, uh, Liverpool was wonderful. We worked with YOM over there and we did a lot of ministries, uh, some uh, kind of evangelistic ministries and some, uh, other like prayer walking, things like that. And um, oh, it's been a while now, but yeah, we, we did some door to door stuff. We worked with a church there and we did, uh, we worked with the Salvation Army, um, uh, helping out at a community lunch. And um, 
we would uh, do uh, Feed the Homeless in the evenings one night um, each Thursday. And anyway, it was a really great time. I feel like it was a very productive time and people were very responsive in Liverpool, um, which is unusual, I think, with our spiritual um, atmosphere in the UK. We're quite reserved and uh, traditionally, I think. But I think perhaps things um, at the time, we really believe that things were shifting. And um, I'm confident that that is still the case, that people are still that the, the atmosphere is shifting, you know, so be encouraged by that, that people were open to having conversation. They were being, they were open to being prayed for and things like that. And um, we had a very lucrative time, I believe. And then um, we moved on to South Africa and um, we were working with a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds. We were again, working with YOM over there in Cape town and then in Worcester, um, which is about a few hours Northeast of, of Cape town. And um, again, it was a very great time. We did a lot of work with uh, children, football um, ministries. We did like little small groups with the, with the kids talking about, um, you know, the, the Bible and um, talking about what it means to be a, a young boy, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a young woman uh, and how women should look at the, see themselves, things like that. And um, some really great stuff. And um, it was quite fun to work with lots of different people. Uh, to rub against them, so to speak, and to um, kind of figure out how to um, keep uh, good relationships with these people and how to effectively minister with uh, with the teams that we were with the with the contacts we had and with the teams. And so, um, yeah, it was a great experience, and I really feel like um, I learned a lot through that. And because I was a leader in the in the the school, I was kind of thrust into this position of of great responsibility. I wasn't alone, which is great, but. Um, I do feel like a, it was a good experience for me. I did handle it well, I believe, and, and learn a lot. And that was awesome. And um, while I haven't been doing DTS, I've been at the lodge uh, as the groundsman. So working on the grounds and also working in the IT department, uh, which is, you know, obviously the, the Wi-Fi and the, um, the computers and sorting all that sort of thing out. And uh, that's been as well. I've enjoyed that. I've been learning a lot about um, labor, sort of like grounds work outside. I've been learning a lot about IT as well that I didn't know, networking, things like that. And um, uh, that's been great. And as well as that, I've been growing in my responsibility um, because at the Lodge, they have they are really great at giving responsibility to, to young people. And um, I was uh, one of those people who had that privilege. I was in charge of the grounds. I've been in charge of the grounds for a while. Um, I'm kind of the, the um, boots on the ground guy for IT as the other IT member, he's, he's off base. And so I've been um, given that responsibility. And furthermore, uh, I was uh, offered a, a position in the housing team. So sorting out housing for our staff, things like that. So I was on, able to be on the team for that. And uh, I was also able to be on the organizing uh, team for the uh, Winter Wonderland last year, which was a wonderful experience. And I was able to um, kind of look at um, organizing a, a large event like that and see kind of what's behind the scenes of that and be involved in that. So I grew a lot in my, in my responsibility in terms of work and things like that. And um, uh, I feel like I've got a lot of work experience because of that. And um, it's been a real privilege. And then furthermore, uh, my leadership skills as well have been growing even outside of the DTS with uh, certain uh, uh, roles that I had, for example, in the grounds I'd have to coordinate um, if people were helping me or I had um, people working with me I'd have to lead them in, in that area that's kind of a practical leadership um, but as well in terms of my relationships as well um, obviously a lot of people in YOM a lot of different backgrounds and I've I encountered a lot of people and it's been great to um, 
uh, kind of, you know, um, learn through my relationships with people about other cultures, learn about what sort of people there are in the world. And, and the more and more people you meet, the more and more you realize that people are extraordinarily complex. And um, it's been great to grow in that area and grow in relational skills and social skills and, and understanding people from different backgrounds and different perspectives, and things like that. And um, it's been, uh, I've been, I've had opportunities where I can lead uh, relationally as um, set an example perhaps or um, lead uh, people in, in uh, religious sort of ways or, or faith-based ways. Um, and in the same way, I've had the opportunities, numerous opportunities to be led in those areas. And I think that um, learning to lead is just as uh, important as learning to be led. And I think that both of those areas, I have been given a lot of opportunity and I've really um, benefited, I believe, from, from all those interactions that I have with people here and the friendships that I've um, developed. And the same with the church. So John has been given uh, me the privilege of being on the intercession team. And uh, that was wonderful. I'd never um, been involved in a role like that in a church. And that was a great experience for me. And it's really been a blessing to be able to um, contribute to NCF um, throughout the time that I've been here. And I obviously spoke earlier this year and that was a wonderful experience. And, and I'm very um, glad to be, have been given the opportunity to do that. And, um, so Joe, really that, that's all really Sorry. great. Do you want to tell us just a bit about what you're going to do when you go back to New Zealand? Because yeah. we want to yeah, talk sure about yeah. that as well. Yeah. And then all of us are going to be praying for you as well after that. Okay, so thank you. If you want you. to say yeah. it in a nutshell, yeah. that would be really good. Thank yeah. you. Okay. My next step is when I get home, I'm going to be studying next year. So the academic year starts in February. And so I'm going to be studying at my local university, the University of Canterbury. And I think I will probably, uh, I've applied to be studying in a Bachelor of Science, um, majoring in mathematics and minoring in computer science. So I have a kind of a mathematical brain. My dad's a, uh, got a degree in accounting and physics. So um, I think I follow after him in many regards. And so it's kind of my forte. And I'm going to enjoy uh, that degree, I think, you know, who knows. But I, I really am confident about that. And I'm excited to go into that sort of uh, area. And I think that... Um, I intend to use my degree to um, kind of uh, have a sort of teaching role, perhaps in high school. I'm not sure what that looks like, but that's just uh, I'm playing around with ideas about my next step after uni. But anyway, I know football, going to uni and um, yeah, I'll be working with my church as well in the youth group, I think, as well. Lovely. Now, I've got a question for you, Joe, and there is one correct answer. All right. So you're going to keep yeah. in touch with us all, are you? Oh, yeah, I, I'm really bad at that. But I That try. is the yeah. wrong answer. Right, can anyone help him with the correct answer? He's going to keep in touch with us, isn't he? Yeah. Because we'll yes. keep in touch with Joe. Now, Joe has been a real encouragement to me, let me tell you. So I want to, I, I'm, I'm going to miss him because I've just seen him on a Sunday or Friday, but now and again I've seen him during the week as well. And he's a real encouragement. He's a great chap. And we're going to be worse off at NCF for him not being with us. So I'm going to miss you, Joe. Yeah, uh, thank you. I'm going to miss you guys too. Yeah, it's been great. Let's all pray for him now. So if some of you just want to, if, if you've really been impacted by Joe while he's been with us, take yourself off mute so we can pray for him now. But if we just pray some short prayers, that'll be brilliant. And then obviously keep on praying for him afterwards as well. Lord, we want to thank you for Joe and thank you, Lord, for, his, for 
just uh, knowing Joe, Lord, and thank you, Lord, for his um, wisdom, Lord, and the way he, he uh, communicates uh, the wisdom that you've given him. Thank you for that, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord, for all that he has done in the youth group at NCF, Lord, and mm. his contribution and his presence and his uh, wisdom. And, and mm. thank you, Father, for, uh, for his life. And we pray that you will continue to bless him, Lord, in his mm. next steps Amen. and continue to guide him step by step into what you have got for him, planned yes, for him. Amen. 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 Yes, God, we want to pray for provision for him and for everything is in his heart, for studies, uh, for opportunity, uh, for support in the Jesus name. And thank you for the time he spent here uh, at the King Lodge for all his work and as well for the youth group for the inversion he do in the life of these young people. And thank you. He is really amazing. And thank you. He he can uh, grow in you during the time he will be studying. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yes, thank you, Lord, for all that Joe desires for the future. Lord, will you fill him with your desires for, uh, for study, for relationships, for getting to know you better. Lord, thank you for his desire to know you has brought him all these thousands of miles to Nuneaton and for us to be blessed and encouraged by him being with us for these last nearly two years. So Lord, as he goes back home, Lord, will you cause him to be a blessing to those he meets, a blessing to those that sort of come across him, whether for a short time or for a longer time, and especially his family, Lord. Lord, will you help that reunion to be happy and joyful and then as things settle down Lord to for life not just to become humdrum and normal but still to be you at the centre of it Lord so Lord with you thank you for Joe and pray you'll bless him in your name amen 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 thank you so we're going to sing a song now some of you will know it uh, if not you'll soon pick it up it was in the Tuesday email this week so if you clicked any of those links for people singing it you'll have heard it at least. After this, my mum's going to lead the intercessions for a change. So that's going to be a real blessing for all of us because she's a woman of prayer. I've had years of knowing that and I've been blessed through them. So uh, yeah, here's this song then. I'm going to do the chorus first or the pre-chorus. And I This is 
how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. There's a table that you prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. It's your body and your blood that's left for me. This is how I fight my battles. And I believe you've overcome. And I will lift myself and praise for all you've done. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. In the valley. Father, I thank you for your goodness to us. We bless you. 
Lord, your Holy Spirit is very welcome in this place. Lord, we are an eating Christian fellowship just adore you. We worship you, Lord. We thank you for the pastors, Lord, Paul, Nick, and John, and we bless them in your name. We bless their wives, their children, their children's children, and all their line forevermore. We bless their ministry, Lord, each one of them. And Lord, each one of us is called to a ministry. Some are called to prayer, some are called to speak, some are called to help. Lord, we've got so many ministers among this church in the Newton Christian Fellowship. Lord, just teach each one of us to listen for you and to listen to you and to do exactly what you tell us. Lord, there's only one way to get on in this world and that's to trust and obey. Lord, we bless your holy name. We thank you, Lord, for the Newton Christian Fellowship. We thank you for Joe, Lord, and all the work that he's been doing over here. It's good to hear that he's been such a great encouragement to John and to all the people. Lord, we bless that young man in your name. I don't know Joe, but you do. I know why I'm Lord. I know the King's Lodge. But I don't know Joe. But Lord, just bless him and all the folks at Wywam, all the folks at the King's Lodge. Lord, they come from many places, Lord, all over the world to come here to Nuneaton. Lord, you're so good to us in Nuneaton. But Lord, we pray not only for the Nuneaton Church, but for all the churches in this area. Lord, Joe said he's worked with the Salvation Army. Well, that was the blessing for me because I belong to the Salvation Army in Bedworth. Lord, just bless the Salvation Army in Bedworth. Bless it local, national and international in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your goodness. You're such a great and awesome God. And we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we say the Lord's Prayer together now? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The reading is from James 2. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim that you have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favour some people more than others? For instance, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewellery, and another comes in who is poor and dressed in shabby clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor. Well, doesn't this discrimination show that you are guided by wrong motives? Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? And yet you insult the poor man. Isn't it the rich who oppress you and drag you into court? Aren't they the ones who slander Jesus Christ, whose noble name you bear? Yes, indeed. It is good when you truly obey our Lord's royal command found in the scriptures, love your neighbour as yourself. But if you pay special attention to the rich, you are committing a sin, for you are guilty of breaking that law. 
and the person who keeps all of the laws except one is as guilty as the person who has broken all of God's laws. For the same God who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. So if you murder someone, you have broken the entire law, even if you do not commit adultery. So whenever you speak or whatever you do, remember that you will be judged by the law of love, the law that set you free. For there will be no mercy for you if you have not been merciful to others. But if you have been merciful, then God's mercy towards you will win out over his judgment against you. Thanks very much, Joe. Now, I bet you've bought new equipment for your home several times over the years. What they do, of course, they give you a bit of a booklet and they say, this is either how it works or this is how you put it together. We've got a stack of them in the cupboard, haven't we? Yeah. We've got a, a stack of them in the cupboard about all kinds of stuff. I don't know if I'm a typical man, but I tend not to read them. Unless I've been trying to put something together or try to make it work for several hours and it's not logical to me and it's not worked, so then I have to consult the manual. Maybe you're like that as well. The thing is, we know, because we've heard from Paul, Alan Smith and Nick, how James is a really great practical book for our lives. It's a great manual to read and to live for. Do you know, on the poster for James, it says, James is relevant to read in 2020. James is relevant to study in 2020. And James is relevant to follow in 2020. We just need to let the book of James, the whole Bible, of course, but the book of James influences in our thoughts, words and actions. When James wrote to the scattered Christians that he knew, they were under pressure. And either they could sort of come together and say, yes, we're going to follow what Jesus says and what our eldership saying, people like James and Peter and Paul and others. Or we can just dawdle a bit, just be a bit apathetic and not be too bothered about what's going on and just look after ourselves. We know that we've all been under pressure over the last few months, haven't we? Life has not been the same as we've had it for decades. We've not met together, of course. And the big thing about not meeting together is that we tend to just concentrate on ourselves a lot more mainly because we have to, don't we? We have to fight for life, we have to survive. And for many of us, we've just taken the energy that we've had to survive. And we've thought of others, but often we've thought more about our immediate family and friends rather than maybe the stranger or the people we hardly know. We know that lockdown is starting to ease now, don't we? And it's gonna be the same for NCF as well. And all the churches in the UK, including the Neaton, of course, all of us are trying now to get back physically to what's going to be happening. The plan is this at the moment, of course. The plan is by the 6th of September, we'll start meeting together. Now, it might be that we start meeting together every week from them. Or it might be that we start meeting together fortnightly physically, but on the alternate weeks, we meet on Zoom. We're going to find out near the time. We're going to see what's happening. But the 6th of September is when we're going to start meeting physically together again 
in the building on Pallet Drive on a Sunday morning. But do you know what? It's going to be so different to how we last met together on the 15th of March. Not a lot of people, I think, will be joining us, especially the first few times. Some people will still be shielding themselves and may not, they might not even come physically until next year. We've got to be physically distant, so the chairs are going to be different. There's not going to be any refreshments before the service. If we have communion, we're going to have to bring our own bread and wine. I'm talking it up. Can you, can you tell? Are you really looking forward to coming back? But this is what's going to happen. It's going to be so different. It's not going to be how it was. Some people are going to feel very comfortable with all this. They're just going to be like water off the duck's back and think, yeah, great. Yeah, it's going to be all right. But some are still going to be really feeling pain and sorrow about what's been happening over the last few months, as well as the difference that meeting together is having. The section that Joe read from this morning tells us that we shouldn't be showing partiality or favoritism to anybody. Now, I love having open arms to welcome people. And that's what we need to do. But of course, we've got to do that metaphorically speaking at the moment, haven't we? Because we can't do it physically speaking. But physically, we can't open our arms to people. But metaphorically, this is the time when we really need to live well and do good things because different people will feel different ways. They've thought about it just as much as we all have about the consequences of the virus and what they want to do about it. But their conclusion might be very different from yours. They might want to wear their mask and lots of all different things and, and really keep themselves from other people, but still turn up at church. Other people will just say, yeah, God's got it in his hands. Everything's groovy. But we've got to show love to each other, no matter how we're feeling, haven't we? No matter if people are feeling differently or thinking differently to how you are thinking. You're probably thinking, oh, that's going to be a bit tricky then. It's going to be like walking in eggshells for a few months while we're just thinking, oh, I won't say too much. I won't give you a hug just in case. But I've got a definite answer that's going to help us. And just like a television program, I'm going to tell you about it after the break. <laughs> after the song, we're going to sing in a few minutes and definitely we'll do that. But one thing I want to do before we go for another song, and that is to think about a funny question. I come up with lots of funny questions when we meet physically. And this is the thing I want you to look at. And if you've got an answer, you can take yourself off mute and just tell me off out loud and tell me what you think this is. So I've got a photo. I want you to tell me what you think this photo is, please. So if you know what it is, you can tell me. Take yourself off mute and tell me what this photo is. A brick wall. Uh, you're on the right track. Shall I show you in context? NCF brick wall. Right, yeah. It's more than a brick wall. It's more than a brick. Shall I tell you, it's my favourite brick in the house. I know you'd be dumbfounded if I told you that. I'll show you again. You look at it. It's my favourite brick in a whole house. 
So we've seen a brick, we know what it looks like. Let's not dawdle on that, but you're going to be thinking, yeah, how can you have a favourite brick in the house? How can you have a favourite brick in the house, John? Oh, Jill is just like being at pantomime in my background here. How can you have a favourite brick in your house? You can't. Do you know what? What am I trying to say? God doesn't have a favourite in his church. Just like my mum was praying. Wow, how did she pray a prayer like that? God doesn't have favourites. We all have ministries. We all have different things to do in the church. But we're all in the building. We're all just another brick that God is making. We're all living stones. And so what we want to do is say, yeah, I'm not God's favourite. I do things at the front. So I'm God's favourite because I do all the things at the background and people need that more than they think. We're all God's favourites. And that's the encouraging thing for us. Because we might show favoritism sometimes but god doesn't god blesses us and encourages all the time i'm going to miss out this next song i said after the break we're going to go for it but i'm looking at the time and thinking oh there's more things that we need to do just yet as well so let me can I put that down this is Thank you. Uh, so we'll miss the song out. You know what it's going to be because it'll all be on this on the script. You can read it later. But I give titles to my my talks. And so the title I gave for that last talk, although you wouldn't have really got the impression of it, is I'm right. Perhaps you should agree with me. And that re reminds me of Violet Crawley, the Dowager Countess of Grantham in Downton Abbey, who might have said such a thing. I'm right. Perhaps. You should agree with me. But the thing is this, as Christians, as we're meeting together, as we come together on the 6th of September, we know our views are important. But what we want to do is the idea about this next part of the talk. We want to agree with Jesus. We want to belong to Jesus and we want to copy Jesus. We all know that most of Jesus' original disciples were just ordinary people, just like us. They heard Jesus speak and then they put it into action. And they know Jesus did physical miracles, but they saw Jesus acting like all of mankind should act, following God wholeheartedly. And when the Holy Spirit came at the first Pentecost, the followers of Jesus were changed. In Acts 4.13, the Passion Translation gives a really interesting way of saying it. Acts 4.13. The council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men who had never had religious training. Then they began to understand the effect Jesus had them simply by spending time with him. Our greatest need today isn't for Boris Johnson to get sort of the right decisions made and for us all to be sort of happy about that. Our greatest need today is to spend more time with Jesus. We need to focus on him. We need to agree with him and we need to copy him. The, Jesus, uh, the disciples had been with Jesus and I asked myself, 
how often am I with Jesus? Many of us will have heard, perhaps all of us, have heard the song Amazing Grace by the chap called John Newton, who was a captain of a slave ship. But he met Jesus, he got converted, and he started following him in 1748. Sometime later, he wrote this. I am not what I ought to be. I am not what I wish to be. I am not what I one day will be. But by the grace of God, I am not what I once was. It's all on script, so you can have a think about that later in the week. But we are not as we once were. God is, hasn't finished with us yet. He's still doing things in our lives. But we need to open our hearts and lives to God and say, come and do something in my life, Lord. Help me to be ready so that when we do meet together again, I can be an encouragement. I can be uh, giving people love and attention rather than a life sentence because of the horrible things I might say to people. Here's another quote I've got, and usually you'd see these on the wall and have time to digest them. But this is Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and you might know he was a German Lutheran pastor and a theologian, and he was murdered by the Nazis less than a month before EVE Day. I've thought about this quote a few times this week. He wrote this. Your life as a Christian should make non-believers question their disbelief in God. Your life as a Christian should make non-believers question their disbelief in God. God wants us to be generous in following him. God wants us to be generous in our time, our energy, our talents, even our sweat, to be generous. He wants us to be generous to him, both in actions and in our internal devotions. God wants us to be generous to strangers so we don't show favouritism in our actions and in the way we think about things. And God wants us to be generous to our physical families and to our spiritual family, both in actions and in our internal devotion, so that we don't show favouritism or partiality. We know Jesus did so many things that we just think, wow. But God says, follow me, put my yoke upon you. We need God's strength. We need God's love in our lives. And then we need to pass it on to others. The song we missed out was I Want to Know You. And that is definitely what we want to do now. We want to say, Lord, I want to know you. I want to follow you with all my heart. Lord, it's difficult to not show favouritism sometimes or just not to... Uh, consider people should be thinking the same way as we do. And then when they don't, to give them all the barrels that we shouldn't be giving them. And we do that with our families, don't we, sometimes? But as we meet together as the family of God on the 6th of September, and before that in midweek services and in the prayer meeting on a Wednesday evening, so we want to defer and love and show concern for each other 
that's not easy. We need God's power in our lives, don't we? Because we want to do what people might think are just not important things, but they are important things. And we want to do them really well. We want to do the things that God is asking us to do. So I'm going to pray and then we'll sing one favourite, one remaining song together. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. But let us pray first. Lord, we have a challenge in front of us, not just for mere survival, but to blossom, to grow and to glow in your name. So, Lord, in your name, we ask that you will fill us with your desires to show love, concern, mercy, joyfulness to other people, to say the right words, to act physically, to love them as only you can love them. Help us, Lord, not to walk on eggshells. Help us, Lord, to have your way in front of us so we can clearly show that we love you and we love each other. Amen. Amen. So we're going to sing another song just now, and that's going to be Strength Will Rise. And this will be our last song together. I'm going to stand up to sing it. Strength will rise as we wait. 
Lord, we thank you that we can wait on you and renew our strength. Lord, with the challenges of today, Lord, we need your strength and your love in our lives. For the challenges of tomorrow, we need your love and strength tomorrow in our lives. Draw us so that we can wait on you every day of our lives, so that we can show love and joy and not favouritism and not partiality to others. Thank you for our time together, Lord. We thank you so much. Thank you for being with us and loving us. Amen. Amen. So you're welcome to stay if you want to. We'll go out into breakout rooms. Or if you want need to leave now, that'll be fine. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you.